0: Happy uh, to uh, have you tune in, and in fact, it'll be really nice to get in touch and hear from you. Uh, we have a wonderful theme of which we've been covering throughout this week, Rediscovering Prayer. The topic for today, however, is what did Jesus teach about prayer? So we'll be exploring that, and you know, once again, I'd like to welcome your yours and truly, Pastor David. Um, and uh, Pastor David is a, co- a regular co-host on this radio program And he is uh, one of the uh, Faith FM, uh, what should I say, Uh, regular presenters. And uh, he's covered a number of topics uh, on this uh, uh, radio program. Uh, If you're interested actually listening to most of the previous presentations, uh, we've recorded quite a number of them. You can just simply go to faithfm.com.au and you'll be able to find most of our recordings under the uh, big Q&A program, uh, otherwise known as the Draft Time Program. Uh, Let me, first of all, introduce uh, Pastor David. For those who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, Pastor David, um, how are you doing? And uh, do you mind just uh, uh, introducing yourself, please?
1: Yeah, hi, Fabiano. Good afternoon, listeners. It's really wonderful to be joining you today through incredible technology. Now, we always have good technology, don't we, Fabiano. Uh, Certainly we do. (laughs) But um, I especially want to reach out and um, give kudos and give thanks to our Faith FM technical team based in Melbourne. And we have a dedicated um, group of people there. And I guess tonight particularly we want to thank Brad um, because uh, Fabiano and I are not sitting opposite each other a metre apart, are we, Fabiano? Ah, miles apart. <laughs> and um, Fabiano, you're not at home, you're not in our studio, you're somewhere else.
0: That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have um, two beautiful children and you know what it is when you're working from home. So I had to uh, uh, speak to my sister and see if I could borrow her space <laughs> where she is at. So that's that's where I'm live from.
1: Yeah, and, and look, that's fantastic. And um, I would love to be um, uh, in our studio, but unfortunately, uh, we have COVID in our home, and um, so uh, I'm in isolation. Uh, I don't have COVID, but uh, one of our children does, and this would be day three since the positive test. So, uh, instead of not being able to be part of uh, the Drive Time program, which I really enjoy, uh, we're able to do that all thanks to, as I said, our Faith FM team in Melbourne. Mm,
0: that's right, and so. Yeah, we are not in our studio, and uh, we are still able to uh, broadcast this program. Uh, I would just like to once again thank the Faith FM uh, team uh, in Melbourne. I, I believe this is, this is amazing, and um, uh, I would like to just inform those who are tuning in, to uh, maybe share this number uh, this is the number you can use for uh, giveaways as well as if you really want to get in touch with us we love hearing from you where you're listening from and in fact uh, we just we, we enjoy uh, knowing that there is someone listening to us somewhere in Australia or you know even maybe around the world who knows uh, actually we do have a FM app if you have a smartphone, one of those things, uh, just go to your either Apple Store or Google Play, I think it's called, and uh, just search for the Faith FM app. You'll be able to listen to us live. Now, if we sound a little bit different, once again, to, uh, forgive us, it's because we are not there in the studio. We're just using this wonderful technology to be able to broadcast live. And so, let me just share with you something interesting, something uh, which most of you will be uh, probably won't be surprised to hear. Uh, you probably have heard, if you do listen to news, <laughs> that um, things are not going well in the uh, between the West and the East, uh, and uh, Ukraine is caught uh, in between the uh, the political tensions, and unfortunately, there is war. Uh, there in Ukraine and our hearts uh, our heart goes out to the people of Ukraine and our prayers goes out to the people of Ukraine. In fact we pray for all peoples including the people in Russia because we believe that all people are created in God's image and all, and all people need the Lord. We pray for everyone who is caught in that um, uh, in that mess at the moment. Uh, something interesting from the Christian headlines it actually says Ohio governor calls for day of prayer. Um, let me read this again. Ohio Governor, I believe it's G-O-V dot, I'm assuming that's Governor, call, uh, calls for Day of Prayer for Ukraine. We stand in solidarity with Ukrainians, he says, published on February 28th on the Christian headlines. Um, so there's a lot of prayers around the world and a lot of people are praying because uh, of the war there in Ukraine. And uh, he tweeted by saying, I have declared Sunday, February 27th, uh, 2022, a day of prayer in Ohio honoring the people of Ukraine. Ukraine's uh, flag will also soon fly at the Ohio State House and governor's residence uh, to further show support for those under attack in Ukraine and for Ohio's Ukrainian population. Uh, And uh, there's a few other tweets from uh, many other people. And so um, I do believe that this is truly a very uh, unique time in history, especially for the Ukrainian people. And we really do need to pray for those people. Um, Prayer is powerful. Prayer can uh, do amazing things. We do believe in the power of prayer. And uh, Pastor David, Um, we are living in an interesting time in history. Uh, I believe we should be praying more and more. Um, You know, yes, there is the war there in Ukraine, but there are many other things that uh, really cause us to pray, such as the pandemic. I don't know what your thoughts are considering the times in which we are living.
1: If ever we should be praying, it's times like in which we're living, isn't it? But I don't know about you, Fabiano, but so often um, God, to some people, uh, appears like Father Christmas, you know, we, we ask for a wish list or people do at Christmas or young children what they want. And sometimes as adults, we are guilty of the same thing and we treat prayer like that, just asking God for, to fix our problems. And yet prayer is so much more than that. So yes, um, at times like this, uh, our nation, um, all Christians should be in prayer asking God to, Um, to work in spite of the acts of the devil in in the Ukraine at the moment and and this terrible attack on on a nation and its people. But um, So we do need to be united in prayer. The pandemic is another thing, but uh, we also need to remember that that fervency in prayer should be not just when things are tough, but uh, when life is seemingly going very well also.
0: That's right, that's right. And, um, you know, prayer is important. We've seen... Uh, a number of times, um, nations come together and uh, to pray uh, in times when uh, there was uh, adversities and other um, terrible things happen in the world. We do believe in prayer. In fact, uh, the largest population of this world believes in prayer. Uh, Muslims pray, uh, Christians pray, and other religions, they pray. We may not all believe the same thing, but there is this thing called prayer. We are praying, and today we will be talking uh, more on the topic of prayer. Just like I mentioned uh, earlier, we are pretty much discussing under the topic, what did Jesus teach about prayer? And I believe if there, if there is have been a time in which we should be talking about prayer, it is now. Now, once again, the number which you really need uh, to... Uh, reaches to is the number 4888 808 11. Uh, we would like to pray for you actually even uh, 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 on this radio program if you're listening live uh, do send in your prayer request. we would love to pray for you we believe in the power of prayer. Now just before we go uh, to uh our study we would like to just pause and have a, an opening prayer. we would like to actually uh, invite God to leaders. In this study, we believe that um, it is God alone who can actually help us understand the true import of the words of which we read from Scripture. So let me invite you, wherever you are, um, to just join me in prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, creator of mankind, we thank you for uh, this time where we could come together together. Uh, On this uh, radio program and um, study once again under this important topic, uh, prayer. We believe that if there's a time uh, that uh, if there's a time where we need a prayer, it is now. And we come to you, Father, because we are uh, wanting to communicate with you. We are wanting to pour out our hearts to you because we know that you care. Mm -hmm. Father, we invite you as we study that you may lead us and guide us uh, to understand uh, what Jesus had to say about prayer, and not only to just learn, but actually to find ways in which we can, I guess, put this in practice as well, so we may live a uh, prayer filled, a prayerful life, I should say. Uh, Father, I pray that you may lead and guide, and 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 also we would like to pray for the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia that uh, uh, you would work in in, in miraculous ways and, um, and 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 ministers them because we believe that. All these people need the Lord. They really do need Jesus. In fact, this war is an indication that, um, that uh, there's something wrong in this world. Father, we pray that uh, this um, 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 war, that it would stop. We believe in peace. And Father, we pray that you may work in a mighty way. But Father, we know that sometimes certain things have to happen as a fulfillment of prophecy. But we do pray that people will turn their eyes to Jesus because after all, Jesus has promised life eternal. Now we invite you uh, to lead us and guide us and to be with those who are listening. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, we'd like to just come to a short break and play a song for you but we'll be right back please don't go away we have wonderful wonderful good news to share with you so please do stay with us we are coming to a music and uh, this is the song uh be thou my vision by salama so please uh stay tuned Oh Lord uh-huh. FFM Draft time, big Q and A with uh, Fabiano here in the studio with uh, Pastor David Butcher, who will be leading us in this uh, study, a regular co-host on this radio program. And friends, we are so happy to be able to uh, share on this to- important topic. I should say. Now, the theme for this week has been re- uh, rediscovering prayer, and the topic for today is what did Jesus teach about prayer? We've got a wonderful giveaway if you. Uh, uh, interested? This is the book "Incredible Answers to Prayer" by Roger uh, Mooney. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. If you would like to get this free offer, all you need to do is text the code word SA34 to the number 0438. And the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details and uh, that way we'll be able to send that to you. So once again, remember it is the code word only that you need to send to us, SA34, just like how you abbreviate South Australia, SA and the number 34. Send that to 0488-808-11 and then we'll send that to you. Once again, let me just now um, come back to Pastor David David, we are discussing this topic uh, about prayer. What did Jesus have to say about prayer? What are your uh, initial thoughts and what would you like to share with us today?
1: Yeah, Thank you, Fabiano. First of all, that book by Roger Morneau is uh, a really powerful book on uh, answers to prayer. So I really want to encourage our listeners to uh, respond and um, get that free offer. And as you've already offered, uh, we'd love to uh, have people send in their prayer requests. What's the number again, Fabiano.
0: Yes, the number which you need to send your prayer request to is 04888811. Hey,
1: thank you. So, yeah, this is a critical topic on uh, the importance of prayer. Um, is it really that important? Now, I don't know about you, Fabiano, but, um, and I'm sure this will resonate with many of our listeners, um, those people that are working in, in various types of employment. Um, they will often have demands they have to meet. There'll be deadlines. There are uh, schedules they have to work to. There is uh, signing in and clocking in and clocking off. Um, there are all sorts of measures to keep us accountable as human beings, whether it's in employment, uh, whether it's in some sort of um, community group, uh, whether it's um, through friendships and relationships. There are expectations that people have and uh Often they will hold us accountable, correct? And and it's pretty visible um, if if you aren't accountable or if you don't meet the expectations. If you're in sales and you're selling cars and you're meant to sell five or ten cars a month and you're only selling one, it's going to become noticeable to the owners and there'll be pressure that's put on. But when it comes to prayer and when it comes to the study of the Word of God, and I guess we're talking about prayer, but when it comes to prayer, who knows whether I'm actually investing in and linking into this incredible source of power that comes from God? Who, who can hold me accountable? Who knows?
0: Hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that. You put me on spot as spot. Just- that's okay. No, I, was, I was trying to hold you
1: accountable, you see. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, so essentially, if, I am, um, hmm. if I'm not praying or investing in prayer, most people may never know. That's right. That's right. Because it's something that is quite often personal. Now, we know we have corporate prayer, but prayer can also be personal. So if I'm not investing in this source of power, then many people may never know, whereas if I turn up to work late or as a minister, if I rock up to church late for the start of a service and if I do that repeatedly, people will want to hold me to account. Hmm. But I want to suggest that it's the things that aren't seen that are the things that will ultimately make the biggest difference. And I believe that prayer is one of those. And so what did Jesus have to say about prayer? Mm -hmm. I guess what I would like to do is is show you uh, and and, and for our listeners to to understand or just to uh, re-embrace again uh, the importance of prayer in the life and in the ministry of Jesus Christ. So Let's uh, run through a few of these, and um, we may not look at all the verses, but uh, prayer was something that was a constant for Jesus throughout his earthly ministry. It was, a, it was you know, it was almost like bread and butter. It was, it was something that was always there. It was integral. It was utterly important. Wow. And as we look at his life and his ministry, we find that prayer was involved in key junctures of his ministry. So first of all, at his baptism. And in Luke three twenty one, I don't know if you have access to that, Fabiano. Yeah, that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: If you'd like to read that for me, please.
0: Yes, uh, Luke chapter three verse twenty one. Uh, it says, "When all the people were baptized, uh, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened."
1: So at Jesus' baptism, this is where he is anointed as the Messiah. Yes, this is where he is anointed as the Christ. And this is the start of his public ministry. So at the start of his public ministry, at his baptism, he prays hmm. and the heavens are open. And then immediately after that, if, if we look through the gospel of, of uh, Matthew, we come to Matthew chapter four. And in Matthew chapter four, what we see is that the Holy Spirit immediately after his baptism drives Jesus into the wilderness and he's there for a period of time, isn't he?
0: Yes, about forty days I believe.
1: Yeah, forty days and nights. And while he's there, he has not eaten. He's fasted. Mm -hmm. And what I want to suggest to our listeners, and many people will be fully aware of this, is that continually throughout scripture, when people are fasting, prayer is usually almost always associated with fasting. So here is Jesus. He's just been baptized, he's been anointed he becomes the Christ, if you like, or the Messiah. He's about to embark on his ministry for the salvation of the human race in an official capacity, and he spends 40 days in the wilderness. Now, he's not there on a holiday or sunbaking or or doing some um, archaeological or ecological study. That may have happened to some point, but he is there to connect with his father. And we know at the end of that period we know that Satan comes and tempts him. So I want to suggest that under temptation in the wilderness, Jesus was fasting, and by association with his fasting, he was also praying. And if we want to combat the devil, fasting and praying are two key things. And without prayer, I believe we have little power.
0: Wow. That's, that's, that's quite amazing. And I think, too, the fact that Jesus prayed, um, Really, that should be also an encouragement for us to pray, uh, and seeing that uh, just from the from what you have shared already, seeing that uh, you know at uh, critical junctures uh, in his life, prayer was also there at the forefront, really that should encourage us to pray as well
1: mm. you know if it was good enough for Jesus, the Son of God, God himself, uh, the one who has brought about our salvation, then surely it is important for us so Fabiana, we won 't look at all of these um all of these um, scenarios and integral points where Jesus prayed, but let's look at where Jesus selected the twelve disciples. So, before he calls his crew together, if you like, before he he employs, uh, for a modern term, the people that he wants to work with him, he spends, I think, a whole night in prayer. Wow. And I, I don't know if you have the uh, Luke six twelve to thirteen there.
0: That's right. Yes, Luke chapter six verse twelve to thirteen. It says, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when he was there, he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles.
1: Here is Jesus making incredibly important decisions. Now, I don't know about you, but um Through my human eyes, I would never have chosen any one of those twelve, except for probably <laughs> Judas. Well, okay, I was Judas. Thinking
0: you'd probably choose Peter. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, maybe, but, but Judas. Sorry, Continue. Judas would be the standout, wouldn't he? All right. Yes. From a human standout. perspective. Yes. But but these were fishermen. They were untrained. They were Galilean. They had accents, and and they were. They were the stock, certainly in, in Judea and in Jerusalem, where people were qualified and educated. Yes. But Jesus spends the entire night in prayer to select the foundations, if you like, or the key players in the establishment of the Christian church, wow. as we see in Acts. Yes. That's a significant thing. The Christian church, after his ascension, is, is going to be birthed, and these men... And like, of course, more than the 12 women as well would be key components to the establishment of the church. And for that process to take place right back there in, in, um, in Luke chapter six, Jesus spends all night in prayer before selecting the 12. Wow.
0: That's, that's, that's powerful. I mean, all night prayer. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a, uh, an experience, um, at one of our churches where we had, uh, an all night prayer and, uh, uh, being honest, it's not easy. <laughs> but, uh, but, this, but this really emphasizes the seriousness and the importance of prayer.
1: Hmm. It does. And I want to give a shout out to uh, many churches, but one of our churches here in South Australia called Paravista. Yeah. They're uh, doing 24-7 prayer. And I guess it's a bit easier than what you did. People uh, uh, log in and they choose a selected hour of a day and uh, around, the t- around the clock. And uh, people pray 24 7. So let's jump to a few other key points in Jesus' ministry where he prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to suggest that um, at the time of a high revelation, and I'm thinking of the mountain uh, where Jesus uh, was transfigured. Wow. And if you have there Luke 9, 28
0: and 29. Uh, yes, I'll read uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 28. To twenty nine, says, "What well, now? We, now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up on, the, on to the on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glittering. Uh, and yeah,
1: so so here we have Jesus taking Peter, James, and John, right? And he's taking them away to pray." This tells us something, that um, we essentially really need to be, um, you know, I think prayer retreats are wonderful, going away to a quiet place, isolated, because we live in a world of um, so much noise. Yes. So much distraction. So he takes Peter, James, and John aside up a mountain to pray, and while he is there, he is transfigured. And it says in Matthew 17, 2, commenting on this, it says, and he was transfigured before them. Right. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Hmm. Now we know in those accounts in in, in the Gospels of this transfiguration event that Moses and Elijah descended and visited him. And critically, they were encouraging him and talking to him about his departure, Hmm. about his death. So... Jesus was encouraged at his baptism. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Jesus was encouraged before, his, before the crucifixion, before the cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is by Elijah and Moses on the Mount Transfiguration. Right. And it all came about because of prayer. So I want to suggest that when we pray, things happen. Definitely. Definitely. We also know that, um, Fabiano, that in moments of other people's need, Jesus prayed. And uh, I guess the classical story would be John chapter 11, wouldn't it?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, With uh, Martha and Mary, uh, the death of uh, Lazarus.
1: Yeah, Lazarus Lazarus is dead. Mm. Been dead for four days. He's one of Jesus' friends. And uh, Jesus is there before the tomb, there before the stone. Lazarus' body is decomposing. He stinks. Mm. And before he does the miracle and calls Lazarus out, calls him back to life. Jesus prays to his Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Wow. I also want to suggest um, two other, our final two other key points I'd like to pull out here of okay. the importance of prayer in Jesus' ministry. Right. Uh, he prayed in Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And if you have Mark 14, verse 32.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Mark chapter 14, verse 32, He says, Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray:
1: Yeah, so he challenges his disciples to wait, hmm. and he challenges them to pray. That's right. And it's That's interesting right. that elsewhere he tells them to watch and pray. Hmm. Yeah. So this very night, in Mark chapter 14, Jesus, in, in, in perhaps only uh, an hour or a few hours, it's not long. But in, in a short period of time, Jesus, who knows everything, knows that he is going to be arrested. Right. He knows that he won't get sleep. He knows that he'll be tried before the Jewish religious courts, a kangaroo court that night. Right. He knows that the next morning he'll be brought before Pilate. He knows right. that he'll be scourged. He knows that everyone will turn against him, even his own disciples. Right. He knows that, that he will be weak physically. He knows that he will be crucified and he knows that Satan will be throwing everything that his evil forces can muster at him. And so what does he do? He spends time in prayer. That's right.
0: That's, that's quite amazing, Brother David. Um, just like to maybe uh, ask a few uh, questions maybe for those who might be curious and those who might be listening for the first time, those who might not even be uh, Christians and uh, they're hearing about this thing called prayer. Um, in a nutshell, would you agree that prayer is commun- It's us communicating to God, just like how you communicate to a friend, isn't it?
1: No, absolutely. And that's a really, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Fabiano. There are some faiths where um, they pray the same thing, rote, over and over again, repetition there are some faiths where there are set, structured prayers. And, and we'll finish on the Lord's Prayer and maybe touch on this. Okay. But just as you've said, prayer is a con- conversation. Hmm. It's communication with a friend, right. Jesus Christ. That's quite and we can connect and, and talk with him because the book of Hebrews says that he, he, he was one of us. Yes. He was tested and tempted in every way like us, yet he didn't sin. Mm. And he has he, he he looks favorably on us. Mm. He has sympathy for us, right. and he empathizes for us, so we can go to him, as the Book of Hebrews says, with boldness and confidence. Mm. So prayer is uh, doesn't have to be done in a church. Right. Doesn't have to occur, um, uh, you know. On your knees in a room hmm. It can be done standing up or lying down The psalmist talks about that It can be done non-verbal It can be done in your head And, and one of the places that um, you know, Often uh, I'm praying Particularly when uh, I'm, I'm doing uh, quite a number of things I'll be offering prayers, thoughts, if you like, to God Wow. Uh, when I'm visiting people and studying with them Or connecting with them for the first time I'm asking God to, to open my mind to, to be able to connect with these people in the way that he wants.
0: Mm. Wow, that's that's quite amazing. Now, just um, another maybe practical uh, question that may help clarify even things here. You know, as Christians, we talk about praying and God uh, speaking to us. Um, for those who might be uh, learning to pray, uh, should they expect a voice to know that their prayers have, have been heard or does God uh, hear our prayers even if we do not uh, uh, hear an audible voice?
1: No, really good question. I mean, the Apostle Paul, or Saul, if you like, in the book of Acts um, is probably the most famous one where, where we talk about the Damascus Road experience, this, you know, struck by light, falls off his horse to the ground and, uh, and um, God speaks to him and he says, Who are you, Lord? He heard the voice. Um, I've never audibly heard the voice of God, but I know people that have. Yes. But I want to suggest that you don't have to audibly hear the voice of God, and it's not something you should uh, seek to bring on. Um, you know, we can ask God to reveal himself, and he will do that as he wills. Look, I remember um, as, as a fairly young minister or new in ministry, mm. I was studying with a with a man that, um, that really... Um, didn't have a biblical background. In fact, when we started studying, he didn't hadn't even heard of the Exodus or Moses. Mm. So he was coming from a fairly um, brand-new perspective. He was a man that uh, had had a lot of things go wrong in his life that many of them not due to him. He was living in a caravan park in, in a truck, a converted truck, and he started coming to church and... Um, through another friend actually uh, of his, and um, I started studying with him and he'd come to church and, and one particular day he said, look, David, he said, um, you know, at the church, he said, there's a cleaner there. He said, I don't suppose um, if he ever chooses to stop cleaning that maybe I could do the cleaning instead of him if the cleaner chooses to stop. And I said to this gentleman, and we'll just call his name Bob, that was not his name. Yeah. I said, look, Bob, I said... Um, Ted, who has, uh, is doing the cleaning and is paid to do the cleaning, he's only been doing that for a couple of months. Mm. So I doubt very much whether, um, whether, you know, he'll want to give that up. Mm. But I said, let's pray about it. And so we prayed about it and we, we said, God, if this is your will, then I pray that you will, you know, you'll open the doors for, yes. for Bob. Anyway, um, within an hour, you know, I studied with this gentleman uh, for about 45 minutes and I had to go to the church And uh, it was a weekday and I got to the church and I was in there by myself and um, then the church cleaner came in. And he said to me, without me even saying anything, he said, David, he said, I've been thinking about Bob. Mm. He said, you know, Bob's been doing it pretty tough. And he said, I've got life fairly good. He said, "Um, I wonder if Bob would like to do the church cleaning. Now, I didn't hear the audible voice of God. Mm. I didn't know, I didn't believe that um, Ted would want to stop doing the cleaning. It was paid and he was a pensioner. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that when I went to the church that he would turn up. Mm. I didn't encourage him or even start the conversation. He came straight out with it. So I haven't heard the voice of God, mm. but I've had some incredible answers to prayer. Amen. And um, the temptation there was for me, I said, uh, look, I've just got to ring Bob. So I rang Bob and I was about to say to him, I was was about to say, look, I found you a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what a voice in my ear wanted me to say. But what I said was I said, do you believe in God? Wow. And he was learning. He said, I think so. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know what? We prayed about less than an hour ago. This is what's happened. So God answers prayer. And he sometimes doesn't answer them in the ways that we want or the ways that we like. Yes, yes. Uh, there are numerous things that I prayed for as a child and even now that I'm still awaiting answers for. Yes. But uh, Fabiano, I'm wondering if we can jump to Matthew chapter 26. Yes. Definitely. In Matthew 26, and this was essentially, this was the verse we looked at before you asked that question, or well, not the verse, but mm-hmm. uh, Jesus in, in Gethsemane okay. is about to be arrested. Right. And um, what I really like here, and I'm just trying to find the verse. I think it's verse uh, 26, maybe. Yeah, Matthew no, Matthew 26. Where is it? Matthew chapter 26. Uh, in, no, it's not 26. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. All right. And um, he, he basically, he says to his God in prayer. Uh-huh. It's verse 40, 39. Verse 39.
0: Just for clarification, we are in Matthew chapter 26. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, Matthew 26, verse 39. And if you can read that for me. All right, uh, 29.
0: 39. It...
1: Math- okay. Matthew, 29. Matthew 26, verse 39. Yes.
0: And it says, He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but
1: as you will. So I guess, Fabiano, what I love about this verse here is prayer is a conversation.
0: Wonderful.
1: There is nothing that we should be too afraid of to bring before God in prayer. Mm. So here is Jesus in the hour of trial. He was sweating drops of blood, the Scripture tells us. The evil angels were around him trying to get him to abandon going to the cross. That's right. And so he cries out in agony, if you like, with the weight of the world upon him, the weight of our sin, knowing that if he fails, if he pulls out, humanity is lost. But but he says to the Father, he shares with his Father intimate things. He shares with his Father, look, if there's any way out of this, if there's any other way that this can be done without me having to go through this, then let it be so. Mm-hmm. So I want to suggest that we can go to God and confidently and, and uh, not, not so proudly, but confidently share with him our heart's desires and, and our perceived needs. That's
0: wonderful.
1: There is nothing wrong with that. But then what we find here in in this verse is he then says, um, you know, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. What I'm about to go through, this agony, if there's any other way, can it be done that way? But then he says, not as I will, but as you will. Wonderful. And so I want to suggest that we shouldn't presumptuously come to God and say, God, Uh, you know, I'm needing that brand new Mustang V8. Uh, I really like it. There's one in the yard and and the car I've got still working good, but boy, God, I really need that Mustang or whatever it may be, right? Right. We shouldn't be presumptuous and we shouldn't say because I believe in faith and I claim in faith, I know you will give that to me. Hmm. We can come boldly to God, Hmm. but at the end of the day, when we present our desires, our requests, our needs and our thanks, Hmm. we should do it in God's will. Because he's a heavenly parent that knows best for us.
0: In fact, can I read something, uh, uh, Pastor Joseph, uh, Pastor David, I should say?
1: (laughs) Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) That
0: I think actually really summarizes what you just said, even, you know, uh, uh, maybe let me just say the answer to what you just said, um, which I believe is a beautiful quote. Uh, It says here God is too wise to um, error, and too good to withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. And uh, there's also another uh, quote also that is um, uh, go, that goes along the same lines, which says, and I'm paraphrasing here, and this is from a, a favorite author of mine, Ellen White, and she says, God is too wise and too good uh, to answer our prayers in the manner and in the time that we desire, in that God knows what is best for us. We may be praying for the Mustang, but God knows what's coming, uh, you know, a few months ahead and he might, you know, uh, 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 he might be, uh, he may not answer your prayer right then and then because actually there's something better that is coming. So God is too wise and too good to answer our prayers in the time and in the manner of, uh,
1: in which we desire. And this is what prayer is about. It's about a relationship, isn't it? It is about us surrendering ourselves fully to him Mm. uh, so that our will is fully interwoven with his will. That's right. And when that happens, God God can do some incredibly amazing things when we're emptied of self. Wonderful.
0: I think we need to take a short break here. We've learned quite a lot of things, and thank you so much, uh, Pastor David, for um, once again helping us understand that Jesus had prayer at the forefront of everything before he did anything big when he was faced with challenges. In fact, prayer, Jesus lived a a, a, a praying life. That That's the kind of life that he lived. In. And that's quite amazing. And I'd just like to encourage those who are listening to uh, take time to connect with God and, uh, uh, and open up to God and just share as you would share to a friend. In fact, you know, there's a saying that says, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, just like every coin has uh, another side to it, there's also another side to prayer, and that is Bible study. And when you do Bible study, God speaks to you through Bible studies. Now let us come to a short break. Um, and you know, just digest uh, all these wonderful things which have, we have just learned, and we'll be right back. Uh, please do not go away. We do have a free giveaway. Uh, for those who are listening, this is the book. Uh, incredible Answers to Prayer by Roger Monroe. If you're interested, if you would like to get hold of this free offer, you need to send in the code word SA34 to the number 04888811. That is 04888811. Send in the code word SA34 and the Faith FM giveaway able to reply asking for your details. Friends, please do stay with us and we'll be, sh- we'll be right back shortly.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: To Faith FM Drive Time Big QA with Pastor Fabiano here in the studios of Faith FM, and we also have Pastor David, our co-host for today, a regular a co-host on this radio program, a faithful and dedicated student of the Bible. We are so happy to have him on this radio program. We've actually studied wonderful, good, wonderful stuff from scripture, rediscovering prayer. In fact, that is the thing. But today's topic is what did Jesus teach about prayer? Now, Pastor David. That was a, a quite an amazing song on prayer, just emphasising that prayer is really, uh, you know, prayer conquers many things and we need to pray. We need to connect with God. Jesus prayed and we should follow in his footsteps. What else would you like to share with us, uh, Pastor David?
1: Yeah, thanks, Fabiano. Just a couple of things. Um, the importance of interceding for others in prayer was really evident in Jesus' life. And so in, in Luke chapter 22, In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, and this is the night uh, of the Last Supper, uh, and um, the disciples didn't get and didn't understand what was about to, to become of their own lives, let alone that of Jesus. And at that Last Supper, in Matthew 22, verse 31, Jesus says this, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Peter, Peter, if you like. He says, indeed, Satan has asked for you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And then, of course, if you keep reading, Peter sort of says, I'll never leave you, I'd rather die. But it's interesting, Jesus knows our hearts, he knows our weaknesses, and yet he doesn't cast us off. We can come to Jesus just as we are. And so Jesus predicts to Simon Peter that Peter would abandon him. He he predicted that Satan would would have a field day with him, would sift him like wheat, would shake him up and shake him out. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Wow. And Jesus knew he would fall, but then he gives him courage. He says, when you have returned, strengthen your brethren. So I want to challenge our listeners to always be praying for people, never give up. And and I could share, we, we only have a few minutes left, but I could share numerous stories of people, and I think of one family Their their son left church at about 19, walked out, left a completely different lifestyle. They prayed, and 32, 33 years later, this gentleman came back to church, back to God, and rededicated his life to him. And I know there are countless stories of that. And so I want to suggest the importance of persisting in prayer. And uh, in Matthew chapter, uh, sorry, in Luke chapter 11, and I don't know if you have access to that, Fabiano. But Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 8, if you could read that for us.
0: Yes, Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 8, it reads. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to say before him. And uh, he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he
1: needs. So Jesus is challenging us to be persistent in prayer. You know, some people say, should I say the same prayer again and again? No, it shouldn't be rote. Right. But we can keep taking Things that that we know God wants us to pray about to God in prayer, mm-hmm. and and we as we continually take them to God and we surrender our will to His, often we will see things happen. Now it may not be in our time frame, but it will happen. Wonderful. So persistence in in prayer is a key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, Fabiano, let's go to Matthew chapter six. Um, Matthew chapter six to the Lord's prayer. Um, the other thing in Luke eleven. While while you turn there. Jesus is saying, you know, uh, which of you, if if your child asks, this is Luke 11, if your child asks for bread, would you give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? And so he talks about how we, being evil, give good gifts to our children. How much even more would he, our heavenly Father, heavenly God, give to us, his children, the things that we need so we can have confidence that God will always supply good things and the things that we need. So here we come to Matthew chapter 6. And what I've read in a particular book, I haven't tested this, but what I've heard in a book, uh, read in a book, not heard, uh, read in a book was that the only thing in the gospels where the disciples specifically request um, Jesus to teach them something was to teach them to pray.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you can read Matthew 6, uh, actually that's in Luke, Luke 11 where they say, Lord teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. But we're in Matthew 6, the, the Matthew version of the Lord's prayer. And uh, when they asked Jesus to teach them to pray, they actually hear Jesus praying. There is something about Jesus and the way he prayed that they didn't have, that they didn't understand. Wow. And, yet, um, and yet Jesus, um, and, sorry, and yet the disciples uh, were Jews. They knew how to pray. But Jesus' prayers were incredibly different, so much so they say, Lord, teach us to pray. So Fabiano, I'm wondering if you can read, um, uh, versus uh, the model prayer, which is a model prayer, verses um, uh, 8 to 13.
0: Oh, that's right. Therefore do not be like them, uh, Jesus says, for your father knows um, the things you have need of before you ask him. And then he says, in this manner, verse 9, uh, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
1: Amen. Thank you. So, this is a model prayer and not one that we should be praying all the time necessarily, but it gives us the important elements which should be in every prayer. Wow. The first one, when, when Jesus says, our Father which art in heaven, that has the important element of praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be or holy be your name, that's also giving praise. So when we come to God, we should be praising him and giving him worship. Wow. Then your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's asking and pleading for God's will. In other words, it's not presumption, it's not my own will above God's, but I'm asking for God's will to be done. Um, Then we come to give us this day our daily bread. We're, We're giving our requests to God now of our own personal needs. And so God wants us to do that. So we have praise and worship. We have seeking God's will. We have supplication or requesting things from God. And then we have confession and humility and forgive us our sins or our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we should be confessing. Interestingly, um, in this prayer, we are forgiven as we forgive. Hmm,
2: that's amazing. Yes.
1: And that can be a blocker to pr- answers to prayer. And then another important one is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We should be pleading with God for spiritual victory. Hmm. Wonderful. And then finally, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Hmm. And again, that prayer finishes on praise and thanksgiving. So in finishing, Fabiano, and I'll hand back to you, Key elements of prayer, which we find in the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, praise and worship, requesting for God's will, requesting for personal needs, and it was, you know, our daily bread, the basics, confession and humility, and requesting for spiritual victory. They're the key components to prayer that we find in the life of Jesus. And I want to challenge our listeners that the same power that Jesus had uh, and that the disciples had, he wants to give us. And it all happens through a life of continual prayer.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Pastor David. It's been a wonderful, wonderful study, just learning more about prayer uh, um, and what Jesus had to say about prayer. I'd like to appeal to those who are listening, friends, if there is time that we needed to pray, it is today. We need the Lord every moment of our lives. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. In fact, as we look around the world, we can see that things can change any moment. I'd like to suggest, my friends, as Jesus says in John chapter 14, 13 to 15, and whatever you ask in my name, that I I will do, um, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name. And that is, my friend, if we ask today in Jesus' name, we have an answer to prayer. Jesus has said in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. That is to say, if we love him, let us follow him and follow his ways. And Jesus has promised if we ask in his name, Lord, i like to uh, appeal and uh, pray for those who are burdened, those who are lacking strength, those who are struggling, those who are faced with many challenges and temptations. Father, I pray that you may speak to each one of these individuals and meet them at their greatest point of need. Father, I pray for victory over sin. I pray that you may give them victory, Father. I pray that you may help them uh, come out of the shackles of the sinful world and the sinful things and sinful deeds. Father, I pray that you may lead and guide each one of us, every person that is calling. In fact, there's a hymn that says, while others thou art calling, pass me not, O gentle Savior. And I pray that you may be with each one of us, and I pray for those people who have tuned in, or those who will listen later, and they are in their hearts longing and wanting a touch of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you may work in a mighty and powerful way. We believe that you answer our prayers. This we ask in the name, the name that you love, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.